Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, you heard it there. More looting in Philadelphia last night. They went after a liquor store again because everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to eat. And uh, Meatball gets a $25,000 bail. Meatball. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It is Thursday. And we are just getting through the week here, which is great. Uh, but, yeah, another crazy night in Philadelphia last night. And, you know, look, I mean, it, it's it's national news. It's international news. Everybody's talking about our city. Everybody's talking about it. And Meatball streamed the looting in Center City and police tractor. That's the story that I have today. I, I, I'm going to tell you again. I told you yesterday. And I'm going to tell you one more time. Don't look at the bathtub video of Meatball. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. I'm not. Te- I'm, this is not a Jedi mind trick. I'm not telling you to actually do it. Don't do it. I saw on uh, Twitter last night there were members of the Zioli army that did uh, venture down that path. Didn't heed your advice. They looked at the image and they regretted it. I think Road Warrior had the best description. <laughs> yeah, his was excellent. He posted a, a, the little uh, clip of the guy throwing up from Team America World Police. <laughs> Look, at this point, whatever you do, it's on you. I, I bear no responsibility for this. We've warned you. We've warned. We all three of us got sick last night. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> and just thinking about it now, I can't eat. I know people think that you're joking, but seriously, do not look up that image. Yeah, don't look at meatball in the bathtub. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Don't do it. I'm trying to help you here. I appreciate the fact that you've helped us achieve almost 2 million downloads in, in a year which thanks to our friends at Barrett News Media for writing about that today. That was very nice of them. Uh, and they also mentioned the Somali pirates. So thank you to Barrett. Yar. Ar. Did they mention our one Ethiopian uh, listener? It did not, actually. They left out the Ethiopian listener. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, I guess in their mind, two million, and then you have one. It may be a statistical error. <laughs> it's very possible. Every one counts. I, I do love that the one person in Ethiopia downloaded once and then never again. Never again. One and done. The person in Ethiopia downloaded and was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then they were out. We need to win them back. 
Well, that's why we're going to do Ethiopian Fridays. <laughs> Special segments designed for the people of Ethiopia. I actually almost looked up um, news in Ethiopia for today, but there was so much going on, I figured I'd save it for tomorrow. Yeah, save it for a slow news day. Although today apparently is a slow news day. I got to thank my buddy Michael Pelka, Stunt Brain, for sending this my way. Uh, New York Post has a story today. We've been slicing pizza wrong our entire lives. This is the correct way. Apparently now there's a video posted to Instagram which shows Dallas-based content creator Rauheim Fariqui pulling perfect slices from a pie thanks to the white plastic pizza saver that comes in most boxes. The pizza saver, uh, which I don't even... I'm trying to understand if I can... You know what it is? Here it is. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get this stupid article to load here. But my... my, uh, They said the iPhones are overheating. I guess that's maybe the issue. I don't have the new one yet. He's got this video, and I'm watching this. You know the little white thing that they have... Yeah, so on top of a pizza to keep yeah, a box. The yeah, it's a little white table. The box, yeah. Right, right. Not every pizzeria does that, though. No. no. The pizzeria it's... that I go to doesn't do that. No, usually it's like the pizza huts of the world. that Exactly, and I think that that's what this guy does, because he's got that pizza, and he takes the little white thing, and he uses that to separate the slices. And this has gone viral. And honestly, I think this is worse than watching Meepo on a bathtub. <laughs> Because as I'm looking at this guy, this is definitely a chain pizza. It looks like Wawa pizza. I don't look. I love Wawa. I'm a big fan. But do you know what kind of a cold day in hell would have to be for me to eat Wawa pizza? Yeah, I'm. I'm not rushing out to try it either. Oh, this is and barbaric. I love Wawa. I love. I go to Wawa almost daily. I really do. But I got. I just feel like this is a stay in your lane moment. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the image right now. This is this is barbaric, Rich. It's barbaric what He's this guy's doing. Stabbing each individual slice with the stabbing it with the little white table. tent. Yeah, I thought he was like cutting it with it. I I didn't realize that pre- the pizza was already cut. I'm not. I'm less impressed now. And he, this has gone viral. Slice, yeah, he's just picking up slices. So I don't so care. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to use. I think here's my suggestion for society. Really, and I mean this. Just because something goes viral doesn't mean it's worth talking about. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean the New York Post should write a story about it. Just because something is viral does not mean it's worth our time. There's a lot of stupid people in the world. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, not everything is a life hack. Right. Not everything is a life hack. In fact, this makes me want to not eat pizza anymore watching this. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I still want pizza. Michael Pelka also suggested that one day on a slow day, if we can ever do it, harken back to the water tasting days, we bring in crappy fast pizza like wawa 7-eleven pizza and we do a taste test on the air 7-eleven is really bad so i hope wawa could beat that i hope so too i don't know i'm not gonna try it i, I mean look- I, again and i and i love i know i'm gonna get in trouble from sales because wawa sponsors everything and i love wawa i get wawa i get, get my gas at wawa i get hoagies from wawa i get coffee from wawa i get cigarettes from wawa just kidding i don't smoke but if i did i'll get them from wawa but the point is though i'm not getting pizza from there you know what i mean <laughs> I'm all in for the pizza taste test, though. Seems Let's like just it. a great excuse to eat pizza. What if we do it at the Grand Hotel? Because we're all going to be craving pizza anyway and drinking. So we might as well maybe do it that day. I don't know. Uh, it's they, possible. They have such great food there, though. I don't want to get stuffed off crummy, uh, you know, take out, uh, like basically fast food pizza. Yeah, but nobody yeah, out pizzas right. the hut. <laughs> There's lots of people that out pizza the hut. Nobody out pizzas the hut. <laughs> 
See, we're just spoiled because we live in a great part of the country with lots of good pizza. But, you know, sadly, you know, you live in the Midwest. Eh, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, it's bad. I'm just saying. My girlfriend is originally from Ohio. and uh, That's terrible. The pizza there is just <laughs> vile. Like, even the stuff that they were saying, oh, this is the best pizza in Cincinnati. It's, it's not good. Oh, you know, we have some very loyal Zioli Army members from Ohio. MJ and, and Susie Cool, you're going to make them mad. I know that they, they must have good pizza there. <laughs> they don't have good pizza, I'm telling you. Well, what they lack in pizza, they make up for in Skyline Chili. Their Skyline <laughs> Chili is okay. It's better than you would think. For anyone that doesn't know, Skyline Chili is basically spaghetti that they've doused in chili and, uh, and cheddar cheese. It sounds repulsive, but it's actually not terrible. It seems like I would die if I ate that. Like, my diverticulitis would come back, and I would just be instantly dead. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's definitely not good for you. Uh, well, either way, I can tell you this. I can tell you that it's it's always, um, it, it's always fascinating when I, I think about the idea that you got to eat, everybody's got to eat, and then they justify that to loot a liquor store. So, 18... Of the city's 48 liquor stores remain closed and are closed right now in Philadelphia. Don Stensland just sent me this from Patch. Some liquor stores in Philly area reopen after looting. And here's a list. Nearly all Philadelphia fine wine and good spirit stores reopened Thursday after widespread looting forced state officials to close 48 stores in the city and one in Montgomery County. A representative for the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board said 39 of its Philadelphia liquor stores are open. And they have the list here. Officials said those nine locations remain closed until further notice as they may require days or weeks to secure and repair. These are the ones that are still closed. Uh, North Broad Street, the shops at Brewery Town. Uh, there's one on Broad Street, North Broad, Lancaster Avenue, Baltimore Avenue, Erie Plaza, 22nd Street, Roosevelt Plaza, and Adams and Tabor Center. Those are still closed. They're still closed as of today. I mean, it really is. It, it's, it's such a mess. It's disgraceful. But it's also now a, a chance for everybody to take a good look at what's happening in Philadelphia and ask the question, how did we get here? And you know the, how we got here. We got here because of, of woke prosecutors like Larry Krasner who want to destroy America. That's what they want to do. They want to destroy this country, tear it down, and rebuild it in a Marxist utopian vision. Sadly, there is a uh, there's not a lot that Doug Burgum can do about it. But Doug Burgum actually last night after the debate made a great point. He said the problem right now is that you have a very you've got bad morale among police officers in this country, and a lot of people don't want to be cops. Doug Burgum's not going to be president, but he makes a very valid point. We know that that's true here in Philadelphia. We, we know that that's an issue. We know that cops in the city feel like they've got a target on their back, and we know that they feel like the city does not have their back, and that's a big problem for them. But, you know, you, you look at all of this, and you think about, you think about the, the, the idiocy of somebody like Meatball, who was arrested on camera after going viral, and how the fact they can go viral like this in this day and age... And it shows you that we are, as a society, <laughs> truly crumbling. So Meatball was live streaming the, the rioting, as you know. Meat, Meatball out here wilding, as, as a lot of people have said on social media. <laughs> yep. And they got Meatball. As Sergeant Mark Fusetti said, Meatball down. Meatball was down. They got Meatball eventually. But something else about Meatball that, that a lot of people don't know of is that Black Lives Matter rioters were also out there looting a liquor store. Andy Nago, who's a great journalist, was pointing that out as well. BLM rioters looted a liquor store in Philadelphia during a night of mass theft in the name of racial justice. So 
And somebody died yesterday in Philadelphia, too. Somebody who was out on bail from killing somebody killed another person last night in Philadelphia. So that happened as well. I mean, the city is, is, is tearing itself apart. And the thing about it is, I don't know what tonight's going to bring. But this affected other neighborhoods, too. Down in Society Hill, stores were closed. In, um, in, in nice areas of the city. I mean, really nice areas. A lot of times you think about the open-air drug markets in Kensington. You see the videos of that and you go, well, yeah, but that's not where people go. Well, stores are closing early because of the looting in Philadelphia in some of the very nice residential neighborhoods. And you know what that's going to mean. It's going to mean people are saying we're going to get out of Philadelphia. You're going to have more people wanting to leave the city now because of this. This is one thing if they go, well, yeah, you hear about crime, but it's not my neighborhood. When it starts coming to your neighborhood, when you start shutting down nice stores in Society Hill, posh Society Hill, and other neighborhoods because of the fact that those stores are afraid that they're going to get looted, that's when people say, I want out. I'm done. And then they leave. By the way, the United States Senate today unanimously, unanimously passed a resolution to reinstate the formal dress code of the United States Senate, which means that John Fetter person will now have to wear his big boy pants. It was a unanimous vote. Just happened a short time before I came on the air today. Uh, late today, late, I'm sorry, late Wednesday, formalizing business attire as the proper dress code while on the floor of the Senate. Following bipartisan backlash, Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney led the fight, and now John Fetterperson will have to wear big boy pants. The new written rules include a coat, a tie, and slacks for men. The resolution does not detail dress code for women members, but I don't think any women are going to be rocking bikinis now. So, in the remarks Wednesday, Schumer said that an official dress code is the right path forward. He said, though we've never had an official dress code, the events over the past week have made us all feel as though formalizing one is the right path forward. I deeply appreciate Senator Fetterman working with me to come to an agreement that we all find acceptable. And, of course, I appreciate Senator Manchin and Senator Romney's leadership on this issue. Clarifying the dress code was adopted by unanimous consent. Now, following the vote, the question, of course, is will John Fetterman, of course, put on his big boy pants? Nobody really knows exactly what he's going to do. He may just still continue to defy it. It's very possible. He may. But uh, I'm glad they're doing this because I think that the United States Senate should have some decorum. I really do. I believe the United States Senate should have some decorum. It's important to do. Uh, it really is. So good for them. And, and, and the idea that he was going to rock shorts and a hoodie on the floor of the Senate was just disrespectful. I make my son dress up for school. I do. I make Patrick look a little bit nice for school. Not nice enough, in my opinion. I mean, believe me, I, I'd love it if my kids had to wear uniforms, but... Claire today took her little tooth to school because she lost a tooth over breakfast. So apparently the kids, that's the new thing they do now. They bring their teeth to school. And then, of course, I told her, you better bring it home. Um, because if you don't bring it home, then the tooth fairy is not going to be able to come tonight if you put it under your, your, uh, your pillow. But I'm going to just do an earmuffs thing right now. So if the kids are in the room, get them out of the room. All right? And um, I'll give you a couple seconds here to do that because I, I have to give a gripe here. I really do. My children are eight... Patrick's almost nine, seven, and three. And the tooth fairy in my day would come and give you, like an Italian wedding, cold hard cash. All right? I got a friend of mine now. Her daughter loses a tooth. She gets the daughter a friggin' teddy bear. So now Claire says to me this morning, well, the tooth fairy brought my friend a teddy bear, a cat, something, I don't know, a bear, whatever the hell it is. She goes, so I hope the tooth fairy brings me a stuffed animal. I said, you know what? 
I think that was a one-off. I said, I think this is the Tooth Fairy is Italian. Likes giving people cash, you know, in envelopes. Like maybe gold bars, maybe possibly, you know, like Menendez style. But other than that, <laughs> it's cash, baby. Kid, does everything have to be Christmas where we got to give presents now if a kid's tooth falls out? Seriously? What is the going rate for the tooth Great fairy? question. This is a very good point you raise, and I'll tell you what the going rate is, all right? 20 bucks. And I'll tell you why what? it's 20 Whoa. bucks. I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. You want to know why? Inflation. Kids have no cuz <laughs> kids have no idea what money is, what the value of money is. So whether it's a dollar or it's 20 bucks, it means the same thing to them. But if you put a 20 under that pillow, tooth fairy does I mean, that 20 bucks coming back to you. You know what I mean? The bank of dad and mom. It's a good recycling project. You go, well, it's a lot of cash. I'm going to hang on to that for you. And, of course, it's Biden's inflation. It's inflation. You know, the tooth fairy used to be two, three bucks. Now it's $20 to get in the door. Uh, 20 bucks. Jeez. I don't need it's all my teeth. Times Seriously. right. I got a guy who can take some teeth out for you if you want. <laughs> Is this Italian tooth fairy coming to my house if, if I get them pulled? I mean, sure. Seriously. All right. Actually, cool. just go out on the streets of Philadelphia tonight. Somebody will take your teeth. <laughs> You'll lose a tooth tonight. No. I guarantee you will. <laughs> Maybe not like that. All right. Just That's saying. A lot of money. It is a lot of money. Now, Sherelle Parker wants to be mayor of Philadelphia. She's bringing up crime as a big issue. David O. also running for mayor of Philadelphia, bringing up crime as a as the major issue. Uh, you are going to see, mark my words, a flight out of Philadelphia. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And our friends over at Philly Crime Update have been chronicling a lot of everything that's been going on in the city. And just so you know, I mean, it was bad again last night. More burglary arrests, store closures, increased police patrols. They still had people out there looting last night. And one of the people last night who killed somebody was out on bail. This is what happened. It's a terrible story. A man arrested during the chaos of this week's Philadelphia looting was already facing charges in connection with an alleged assault that claimed the life of another man last year. Kenneth Fry is one of more than 50 suspected looters taken into custody after large groups wreaked havoc across the city, smashing storefronts, and ransacking shelves to steal piles of stolen merchandise. Fry is now being charged with burglary. However, officials say this isn't his first run-in with the law in Philadelphia. The 24-year-old was out on bail for a deadly incident that occurred back in 2022 when police say he was caught looting a fine wine and good spirits Tuesday night. According to the DA's office, Fry was the bouncer charging the death of 41-year-old Eric Pope outside the Taboo Lounge in Center City in April of 2022. Pope was standing alone outside the bar when police say Fry punched him to the ground and Pope died at the hospital one week later. Fry turned himself in a day after officials issued an arrest warrant. He was initially charged with third-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. The third-degree murder charge was later dismissed by a judge, according to court documents. And, of course, that's because the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office wanted those charges dismissed. On Thursday, the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office confirmed that their motion to have the third-degree murder charge reinstated was awaiting a decision by the Superior Court of Pennsylvania. They also said they would be seeking to revoke Fry's bail in that case, as his most recent arrest is a violation of bail conditions. Pope's mother renewed her family's call for justice in a statement released on Thursday. She said, I don't understand. 
How somebody who is facing prosecution for taking the life of my son can go out and be arrested for another crime while we are awaiting a higher court decision on the DA's appeal to reinstate third-degree murder charges. I need to see justice for Eric and for our family. It is my wish to see the defendant's bail revoked and for the DA's office to appeal to receive a thorough and fair review by the Supreme Court. So, you know, it's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, this guy... This guy, Kenneth Fry, out on bail, he's a looter, he's a rioter, and he was already out on, um, he was out here on bail for a deadly incident. So I misspoke when I said somebody died last night, it was not in connection with this, but he was out on bail and he was a, he was a looter and a rioter, out on bail for killing another, another person. Why he was out on bail is, is it's, it's infuriating. I mean, this is the problem, right? This is the problem in Philadelphia. You ask the cops and they'll tell you. The cops will tell you, all right? They'll say it. They'll say that the problem is that these criminals are on the streets. They're not behind bars where they belong. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. A lot more to come. The presidential debate last night. What were your thoughts? What were your takeaways? Give me some of your feedback. Did you watch it? I want to hear who do you think won. And I got to tell you about my friends at Emmons. Emmons Roofing and Siding. They do phenomenal work. They really do. And for years, Emmons has done great work for my home. You know, it's all about trust when it comes to your home, right? Roofing, siding, windows, doors, Emmons does all of it, plus remodeling projects as well. That's right. I used Emmons for my kitchen and my bathroom remodeling, and they did a phenomenal job. All you have to do is just go to EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com and see some of their remodeling projects. You can even go to their design center in Cherry Hill. Now, you can trust that Matt and Stephanie, the entire team at Emmons, are going to do what's right for you and make sure that your home is treated like it's theirs. They clean up when they're done. The job is done on time and on budget. And they serve our entire region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. So reach out to Emmons today for honest work. Integrity is everything. I have a lifetime warranty on my roof, and that's amazing. So just go to EmmonsRoofing.com, E-M-M-O-N-S, EmmonsRoofing.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the only show.
on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right. It is Thursday afternoon, the day after the Republican presidential debate. Did you watch last night? And if you did, what were your thoughts? Give me some thoughts. All right. I want to hear it from you. Uh, Let's first of all, let's... um, Let's do this, first of all. This is from last night's debate. Here is uh, Governor Ron DeSantis on the war in Ukraine. I think this he had two very strong moments last night. One was when DeSantis was talking about his military service, and the other was when he talked about the war in Ukraine. Cut number seven. It's in our interest to end this war, and that's what I will do as president. We are not going to have a blank check. We will not have U.S. troops, and we're going to make the Europeans do what they need to do. But they've sent money to pay uh, bureaucrats' pensions and salaries and funding small businesses halfway around the world. Meanwhile, our own country is being invaded. Uh, We don't even have control of our own territory. We have got to defend the American people before we even worry about all these other things. And I watch these guys in Washington, D.C., and they don't care about the American people. They don't care about the fentanyl deaths. They don't care about the communities being overrun because of this border. They don't care about the Mexican drug cartels. So as Commander-in-Chief, I will defend this country's sovereignty. I thought that was a very strong answer last night from uh, DeSantis. I thought uh, he also had another point about Biden missing in action. Uh, Also, he took a shot at Trump. Look, I'm telling you right now, if I were advising Trump, and I'm not, but if I were, I would tell him, don't go near that debate stage. Do not go near that. It's a clown show. You are way too far in the lead. Do not go near that debate stage. He's not running from this, despite what DeSantis says, despite what Chris Christie says. He's not running from anything. The guy was in, the guy was president for four years. None of those guys were president. He's got the lead. They don't. He's going to win the nomination. They're not. He's not running from them. He doesn't need to. That'd be like saying, well, you know, he's he's ducking me, you know, because he won't debate me. Why? Why should he? His lead is too surmountable. All right. Uh, at this point, insurmountable at this point. But uh, this is nevertheless what DeSantis said about that. Actually, first, you know, before I do that, let me back up. Let me go back. Tim Scott on on what he said about Ukraine. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about here. And I got to tell you, it broke my heart last night to hear him say all this stuff. Cut number eight. And 90% of the resources that we send over to Ukraine is guaranteed. It's a loan. It is not act- 90% of the money that we send over there is loan. Well, we can talk about this, but at the end of the day, 90% of the money that we send over there is actually in the form of loan. It's not actually not be paid by Ukraine. It's paid by the NATO, our NATO allies. It's, it's, it's a loan. It's a loan is what he's saying. A loan. Huh. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know how the hell we're getting that money back, but okay. This is DeSantis now saying Biden is missing in action. Cut nine. Here's how we get it done in Washington. Can we please respect the time? We can get it done. Governor DeSantis, you haven't spoken, please. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you. 
to defend Why? his record where they added 7.8 trillion to the debt that set the stage for the inflation that we have now I can tell you this as governor of Florida we cut taxes we ran surpluses we've paid down over 25% of our state debt and I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk and as your president when they send me a bloating spending bill that's going to cause your prices to go up I'm going to take out this veto pen and I'm going to send it right back to them Ilya you mentioned the question I just want to address and then it was a lot of there's a lot of that you know talking over uh the veto pen i mean it's you know it's a little gimmick with the pen I don't, trump should not be on that stage why defend his record why it, it, it he, he knows I mean, everybody knows what his record is and they like it that's why he's leading in the polls that i i'm sorry but he should not go anywhere near that debate i'm glad he didn't i think it would be it would be political malpractice for anybody to advise him to be on that debate stage again i call balls and strikes here it's what i do uh, it's what i do and I'm telling you right now, if any of those guys were in Trump's shoes, they wouldn't be on that debate stage either. There's no chance they would. None whatsoever. You know, and, I, and I'll give you a good example. It'd be like this. I'll give you the, 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 the analogy would be, I'm pretty sure when Chris Christie ran for re-election as governor of New Jersey, he had a Republican primary challenge from somebody who was, you know, not ever going to really, he never debated him. He never debated him. So, you know, it's 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 a little BS to turn around and say, you know, it's like some guy in Florida decides he's going to primary DeSantis last time around. Some guy you never heard of, no chance of winning, no chance of beating him. DeSantis is going to debate that guy, give that guy the, the attention, being on the stage with him? Of course not. And you think DeSantis' people would let him do that? Hell no. Of course not. You think when Nikki Haley was governor of South Carolina, if some Yahoo came out of the woodwork to primary her, she's going to she's going to she's going to accept the challenge? In her re-election as governor, stop. Like, just stop already, you know? Same thing with Tim Scott as a U.S. senator. Someone decides I'm challenging Tim Scott and the person's not credible and the person is, you're not, you're not debating them. Trump is running like he's an incumbent. He's not the incumbent, but he's running like he is. And from the poll numbers, he has more than enough latitude to say that he's basically the incumbent. So, you know, that's that's how that is. That's how it is. And, it, you know, politics is a rough business. What can I tell you? Uh, here is uh, Chris Christie going after Donald Trump, which I thought the most annoying moment of the night last night. I mean, so annoying. And, and, and I give you a good barometer for this stuff. Right. You know, I obviously know the guy and he's been on my show and we have we've had a very complicated history, the two of us, ever since I've known him, which I've known him for a long time. My wife knows him, too. And Bridget's <laughs> Bridget doesn't hold back. And last night when Chris Christie made the, this Donald Duck comment, she actually I almost threw her wine glass at the television. And she knows Chris and she knows Mary Pat and she and she she was just she had to leave the room. She was so she was so annoyed by how stupid this line was. And and believe me, my wife's not a big Trump fan. She's not an anti Christie person. Bridget just kind of looks at all this like she knows I live it, so we don't talk about it outside of work. We don't. I can't. I have to when the show ends, I focus on my family and the kids. I don't I can't talk about this all the time. I'd go crazy. You imagine if you had to talk about this twenty four seven, you lose your freaking mind. So even this morning, she said to me, any fallout from the debate? I said, first of all, I haven't even had my first cup of coffee yet. Second, I, I don't do mornings anymore. So you're going to have to wait till I get on the air at 3 o'clock if you want to hear my thoughts on the debate. Sorry, it's just how it is, you know? And I, and I, look, and I've adopted this, this in my life in general. Like Saturday nights, if someone comes up to me and goes, wow, so what would you think of the debate? I go, I'll tell you Monday. I have to. I can't. I'll go crazy. You'll go freaking crazy if you talk about this all the time. I learned that from Rush Limbaugh, actually. 
Rushies talk about it all the time. You gotta have you gotta have space from it because it's all consuming. Anyway, this is the line that Chris Christie said last night, cut ten. People feel threatened there, and we need it in Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Ooh! I want to ask Oh! No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, so bad. So, am I wrong here in this and how bad that was last night? Am I just biased because I know the guy? Nah, it was pretty awkward. The, and the the way he, like, pointed and sort of leaned over as he said it. Uh, it like he smirked like he was proud of himself? Wasn't a great moment. It was the only thing I've seen from the debate, and to be honest, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I, I really did. I it's like stop. You're you're, it you're, was, you're pulling my leg right now. No, I swear to you. I swear. Shut to you. up. Chris, Christie was, won the Henry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I haven't seen anything else. I don't care what anyone else has to say now. That's it. You, That's you're, it. You're on Team Christie now because yeah, of that. It was. You're so full of it. It's no. It was. It was just so stupid. But like, <laughs> you know, he was thinking about that like the whole time. Like, oh man, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him, baby. Watch this, Donald Duck, and then points at the camera, and it's like. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's just yeah, he's got my vote. <laughs> it was a totally scripted line too, which made it yes, so awkward. That's why it's so good. I don't understand why it was greenlit by by his team. It probably Someone wasn't. Stopped it. It probably wasn't. He probably Wait, said, "Please don't say this, Chris." Please. I, I think I, I think I know where Henry's going with this. Is Santa's? This is the equivalent of a really terrible movie, and you watch it and you go, "That movie was amazing." This <laughs> is so bad. Yeah, essentially, that's, it's like that. That's the vibe I get from that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that movie was so bad. You want to watch it again? Yeah, put it on. Yes. It's just that bad. <laughs> the Room. That moment was The Room. Yes. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it was like, it was everybody turned around and went, I mean, he was, he was Donald Duck. And he gives this look like mic drop. Like, you expect him to drop the mic and then, you know, like, waddle off the stage. But he <laughs> does. He just hangs there. And the audience is just like, why? Here, play it again one more time. People feel threatened there, and we need it in Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call Donald Duck. All right. <laughs> I love Dana Prino just going. All right. <laughs> you know, you cut off the crowd's reaction. I know it wasn't your fault, but I would. I, I wish we had more of the crowd's reaction I have a there. More, I, actually, hang on. Do I you? Think, all right, yeah. give me more because I know there was a lot of like groaning and moaning and people going, "Meatball, save us!" Like at that moment, people wanted to see Meatball <laughs> in the bathtub. I don't have much of the crowd's response, but let's give it a shot. All right. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. Poor Dana. I mean, really, honestly, in that moment, poor. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just got an email from um, Marlied. Marlied Bonamici, who sent me an email, sent it to Greg Stocker, the corporate show, but then he, he forwarded it to me. Rich, you give $20 to your kid? Are you out of your mind? Again, earmuffs. 
It's not me, uh, Marley. It's the Tooth Fairy. Okay, Tooth Fairy goes twenty bucks, and then it goes right back to the bank of dad. All right, I'm just saying. I'm with Marley. Actually, I, you know what I give? I give whatever's in my freaking wallet is what I give, and I usually have cash on me, so it's like I got twenty. All right, well I'm getting a bag anyway. You know. <laughs> I think Marley makes a good point. Yeah. Maz made a great point to me once we had this conversation. He said, why don't you just give them Monopoly money? They have no idea what money is at this age of their life. Dude, why, why even give them, uh, give them Monopoly money? Here, it's 500 bucks. Go buy Park Place, you know? I feel like the kids would be more impressed with 10 $1 bills than they would with a single 20, right? Good point. Uh. Fair point. More more at that at that age is probably a thing, right? Or like my son will be like like you know like well, I'm making it rain and he just throws the singles up in the air <laughs> like Daddy does on Friday nights. <laughs> Listen, th- Tooth Fairy, you keep ducking this. I'm not going to call you Tooth Fairy anymore. I'm going to call you Donald Duck. Oh, boom! <laughs> I'm using that now all the time, all the time. See, there you go. That's how you know it was good. You're going to use that all the time now. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Like, I'm gonna be at a, at, a, at dinner, and dinner's gonna be taking a while. I'm gonna save the server. Excuse me. Excuse me. If I don't get some food here, I'm. I'm gonna say you're Donald Duck. Oh, <laughs> like what? I know you're ducking. You're ducking me because you're not giving me my food yet. Um, also, you have any duck? Because I'm starving now. <laughs> also, can I go to Joe's Speaking Duck tonight? Uh, all right, 855-839-1210. I have some more audio uh, for you, but I have to take a quick break, but I'll come back. I want to know your thoughts. Did you watch the debate? Let me know, 855-839-1210. Matt DeSantis will take your calls, and if he doesn't, we'll call him Donald Duck. Oh, snap! <laughs> uh, you can also tweet me as well, of course, at Rich Zioli, and I will share some tweets on the air as we continue along the show today. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, 855-839-1210. Did you watch the debate last night? What were your thoughts? Let me start with Bill in West Grove. Bill, thanks for calling, man. How you doing? Hey, Rich. How are you? Doing well, buddy. Did you watch? Yeah, I watched. Rich, the one guy that should have been voted off that stage is Chris Christie. He's not doing anything for the American public. It was childish and it was self-grandizing what he did. Um, and I don't have respect for the guy. And the only reason is, and I hate to pick it out, is because of his weight. He's got no self-respect for himself. He can't do it for the American people. Listen, man, you know, the the weight is an issue. It really is. It reflects uh, a lot. It, it says about self-discipline, right? And, and it's not a small thing. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think there's a lot of merit to it. He, he knew it as well at one point. He got lap band surgery, and he gained it all back, Yeah, I- you know? I looked, yeah, I looked at myself two years ago in the mirror one night and said, oh, no, can't go anymore. And I did it by myself. I just lost 30 pounds. I'm down to my high school weight. I'm not a young guy. I also want to change my handle to Wild Bill because all my friends who listen to your show call me up after I'm on all the time. All right, Wild <laughs> Bill. You're on, buddy. You're it. All right. And listen, Rich, Rich, your children, they're only going to be children once, man. So you do whatever you want with that money, man. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. That it's not uh, me. It's a tooth fairy. She's very you. generous. She's Italian. God bless you. God, God bless you, buddy. Thank you. Tooth fairy likes giving envelopes of cash. That's what Menendez should have said. Should have said it's a tooth fairy. That wasn't my money. Tooth fairy came very generous. Gave me hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and gold bars. Uh, Beth is in Langhorn. Hello, Beth. 
Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Beth? I'm doing great. Love you. Love the team. So glad you're back on in the afternoon. Oh, thank you for saying um, that. I, I appreciate it. Yes. You entertain me on the way home. Good. Um, I appreciate I it. You know, some people say I can't date. listen. I only listen in the morning. But my theory is if you drive to work, you have to drive home from work, right? Exactly. exactly. I've had times where I had to pull over because I was laughing so hard. Good. So, That's what I like yeah. to hear. Love it. Anyway, I did not watch the debate, but um, Chris Christie calling Don Trump Donald Duck was his Sharknado moment. It was so bad, it was good. (laughs) Well, that seems to be Henry's take on it, that it was so bad, it was good. So I think the Sharknado analogy works. Well, good. I'm glad. I thought it was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done, Beth. You have a a safe drive home. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Take care, guys. All right. Bye, Beth. No, that's very good. I should the Sharknado moment. Maybe, and, and I think that that analogy works. Henry, what do you think? Yeah, that's think a terrible so. movie, Sharknado. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, but it's, it's awful. But it's a cult classic because people love how bad it is. And that's just right. like that line. And uh, and I'll watch it if it's on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know no? about that. Like, All I wasn't right. watching the debate because it was on. So I'm not watching Sharknado. I'm not watching Chris Christie's personal Sharknado either. All right, fair enough. This was his Sharknado moment. Beth nailed it. Uh, Rob is in West Deptford. Hello, Rob. How are you? Uh, hello, Rich. Thank you. I support what Wild Bill just said about Christie. I support him. I, I agree 100%. Thank you. Yeah. And also, I, I, I'm a hardcore Democrat for the last 20 years. I hate the Democrats, and I hope Biden gets impeached out of office so fast. And we don't have to worry because Kamala Harris, it's almost the 2024 election. So I'm with you. So, Rob, what made you feel that way if you've been a lifelong Democrat? What was the uh, the aha moment for you? Oh, no, well, it's, okay, okay. Biden's climate change policy, okay, it's not workable. His foreign policy, it's not working. His, his um, economic policies are totally failing. And he's a thief on top of that. He took all this cash. It, oh, boy, he's bad. He's, he's really bad. All right, buddy. Thanks, Rob. You have a great day, pal. Pal, I appreciate you calling. Thank you very much. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. I'll also, uh, let me check some of the, uh, the Twitter activity as well, or the X activity, as I should I should say. Your thoughts last night in the debate. Let's see what we got here. Um, let's see. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Way of the Dice 77 says, love the music. I still have the 45 to Steve Miller's Abracadabra. Yeah, Henry's killing it today with the music. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Chris Eppolito says, how is Governor Christie not being shredded for using a major network on primetime at the GOP debate to tell a dad joke? Fair enough. Good point. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, and actually, most of the people commenting are commenting on the Tooth Fairy. So... Uh, anyway, I think that that's pretty funny. It's always the funny things about this radio show. And it's always, it's something about this show and, and this audience that amazes me is that we'll talk about all this serious stuff and then I'll throw out something like the tooth fairy and it'll light up social media for days. Well, this happened the other day too. It's something, I forget what it was. It's like I'm in the middle of like, you know, like the deep state and the prosecution, the constitution, and I'll make a comment about something. I forget what it was. And everybody was going off on a tangent about that on social media. I don't remember what it was, though. But anyway, it's a beautiful thing about this show. It's very special. It doesn't happen in other radio shows. 
It doesn't. It's just something unique to the Zioli show. Always has been, but we haven't lost our magic. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? What else do I got? That's it. Nothing. All right. We've got, let me play some more audio for you then. 855-839-1210. If you want to do weigh in, we will take the calls for you uh, this afternoon. Give me, uh, let's do this one here. This is from last night's presidential Republican debate. And by the way, we'll get into this. You know what? How about I do this? Why don't I come back? I got to take a quick break, but I'll come back. I'll give you more audio. In the meantime, though, let me just say before I get to some more presidential audio on the other side of this. Um, Philadelphia mayoral candidate Sherelle Parker says those behind the vandalism should be held accountable. However, she also says we need police accountability, which, of course, we always have police accountability. That's the thing. So I think Sherelle Parker is trying to have it both ways here. And that's very, very concerning to me. Uh, The issue of the of the, the police officer it was not an accountability issue. The judge throughout the charges period the judge threw out the charges that's what happened and then a city set itself on fire because they didn't like what the judge did but you know what i don't see anybody and i i know murder i know that you know somebody lost their life and it's a very tragic thing it's a very sad thing but the judge made that decision a judge made a decision in trump's case i know financial issues are not the same i'm not trying to equate the two but you know you don't see people burning down the city because they don't like the judge's decision in the trump financial case i mean judges make decisions sometimes you like them sometimes you don't that's why there's an appeals process it's why there's the you know the da in this case is filing charges again which i don't agree with but it does nobody nobody should ever for a second think that the looting that occurred was because of that judge's decision the looting that occurred because people took advantage of that judge's decision and the fact that there were going to be peaceful protests that's why the looting occurred opportunistic criminals period 855-839-1210 we got 30 minutes of non-stop talk coming up for you straight ahead don't go away Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.